Aloha. This is Mundo, uh, bar manager, strip steak, and I'd truly rather to be enjoying my Mexican caviar than listening to these two pendejos. <laughs> Maleco and Flash. <laughs> I want to take a moment before we do the podcast. I want to talk about my new favorite thing. Okay. This, this flask cap. Oh, yeah. This is the coolest yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were showing me that the other day. This is the coolest thing. I saw this. It was advertised to me on Instagram, and I thought, I need this in my life. So I bought two. I bought one for me and my wife. It's essentially a discreet way to keep your alcohol with you when you're doing everyday things. But it's not a flask. No. It, it goes on to like your hydro flask, whatever. Yeah. whatever. So your hydro flask tumbler or your Yeti tumblers, everybody's got one yeah, now, yeah. right? Whatever it is, you're drinking your water in all day long. Yeah. So you go to the beach, you're not it's really bad form to go to the beach with like liquor visible. Is you know? it though? You can't go out there and start pouring Tito's on the beach into your glass because then you're totally Sure bit. would be great if I could though. But you can't. But you can now with the flask cap, because this is cool. It's a cap. That discreetly holds five ounces of liquor in the lid. And you just put it on any one of your existing tumblers. And so you grab the tumbler, you fill it with ice, you put Coca-Cola in it. And everybody sees you putting Coca-Cola in it, and that's it. And they're like, oh, I'm look, only drinking Coke. I'm, just drinking I'm only Coke. drinking Coke. Nothing to see here. Move along. Right? And then you put the lid on, and there's a button on top of the lid. And you just push it. It dispenses an ounce of your favorite liquor into your Coke. Oh, my goodness. So now I've got a Jack and Coke. I can push the button all five times, you though, if can, I want, Absolutely. Right? You lush. You can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, now we're getting somewhere. It's great. It has made beach time so much more fun for me. It works really well, too. It's really well made. It's made in the USA. In fact, they they made it. A couple of, of, uh, of hipsters in Montana made this thing. And they're selling it now on the internets, and it's fantastic. It's called Flaskap, F-L-A-S-K-A-P. Flaskap. And, and it holds five ounces of liquor. What more do you want? I mean, I, I need this in my life is what I need. I could, be, I could be drinking this right now as we speak. If you want one, we are going to give you one. What? At the end I of this one. episode. Listen, at the end of this episode, we're going to tell you how you can win your very own flask cap and make your life five ounces cooler. <laughs> I think we can all agree the Moleco and Flask podcast is better with a cocktail in your hand. You know, our podcast sucks. <laughs> and uh, the only way to make it suck less... Is to drink more. It's true. And so we encourage you to do lots of that while listening to this podcast. But specifically, it gets even funnier only if <laughs> you drink Tito's vodka. <laughs> I mean, it's funny with all alcohol, but let's let's be it's honest. It's more funny. It's, it's more funny. It's easier to drink Tito's vodka than any other drink, really. It's, it's mom approved, specifically my mom approved. She's our only listener, and she only listens after she's had mm, one to four Tito's drinks, <laughs> give or take. Uh, of course, Tito's is going to make our show funnier, and Tito's is just going to make life funnier, and if you're a single dude... It might uh, help you in other ways as well. Now, if you're not familiar, Tito's is handmade vodka created in the U.S. It all started in Austin, Texas, 
Uh, it is made in a craft environment, really small distillery. They still make it like they used to make it. It's not made in some fancy French distillery in the middle of nowhere <laughs> that sells their crap to Costco. It's Tito's. They make it in the wow, U.S. Wow, shots fired. It's amazing. Listen, it's gluten-free. It's organic. It's all that hipster stuff you like now. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, who cares? It's delicious. It's very easy to drink. It's very easy to drink. I've obviously had a couple... Before we did this. (laughs) Is that why that Tito's bottle is empty? Thanks, Flash. Oh, hey, shout out to Naomi at Pacific Edge Magazine, by the way. She's so hot. We're just shouting her out because she's she's hot. (laughs) That's not it, Flash. What? No, I love Pacific Edge Magazine. Actually, the magazine's great. This this month, they are doing a special women in business issue. I love women in business. I think we know where this is going. Uh, they're actually, they recognize a bunch of fantastic leading ladies in Honolulu. Uh, and you can check it out. That is the April issue of Pacific Edge Magazine. Can't and wait. if you want to pick it up, uh, you can pick it up uh, at the special event that they're hosting on Tuesday, April 30th at the Hawaiian Mission, Mission Houses Historic Site and Archives. You can get more information by visiting their website, PacificEdgeMagazine.com. I also think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they have a digital copy on their website of whatever issue they've got coming up. And, oh, by the way, they throw these monthly launch parties, Mm -hmm. and typically some guy named Flash, who's a much better MC than some other people in the room, maybe he's there hosting as well. Oh, is that that what's going on over there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't need to host the event. I'm actually in one of the magazines. Are you in one of the magazines? You can search Maleko, and you can find my special centerfold. Centerfold? It's fantastic. Like Burt Reynolds style? <laughs> like naked? <laughs> Check it out. PacificEdgeMagazine.com and learn more. So we spent a lot of time encouraging people to make cocktails and to enjoy cocktails while they're listening to this podcast. And it occurred to me the other day that people might actually be in a car listening to this podcast. And we want to just let you know we are absolutely opposed against, we strand strongly against you, drinking we, and we, dri- we, we, we strand, what? Yeah, don't, don't slosh and drive. See, the way you're talking right now, you shouldn't be driving. No. What we should be doing is ordering a lift. Yes, Because that's what responsible drinkers do. Yes, I know those two things don't normally go together, responsible and drinkers, (laughs) especially when it comes to us. But you can do it responsibly. In fact, we encourage you to drink as much as you want. Just make sure that you have a ride planned. And the best way to do that is to have the Lyft app ready to go. And in Honolulu, there's no better way to get around than with Lyft. It's so easy. I use it seriously all the time if I know I'm going to have more than one drink. Like when we do this stupid podcast, <laughs> I'm definitely ordering a lift uh, to and from the studio. It's it, just a smart thing to do, and it's easy. And it's not really that hard. It's, it's just – you just said that, actually. I did. And also, it's not expensive. You've had too much to drink. See? Exactly. <laughs> I rest my case. We are, we are a walking example of why you shouldn't be driving a motor vehicle <laughs> after a couple cocktails. So use Lyft. <laughs> Aloha. Welcome to the Maleko and Flash podcast. I'm Maleko. Hey, I'm Flash. It is Wednesday, December 12th. We are excited. We've got a musical guest for you today. A big-time musical guest who just performed Choo-hoo. with Jack Choo-hoo. Johnson at Aloha Stadium 
opening up for the Eagles. We're going to get to that in just a few minutes. But before we do that, we want to say mahalo to Pacific Edge Magazine, Young's Market, for helping us uh, put this podcast together. And uh, now let's meet our guest, okay? She established herself as one of the most respected live performers in Hawaii. She's been playing ukulele since high school. She studied under Master Roy Sakuma. Her debut album, Lily Koi, got a Nahoku Hanohano Award, and it was all uphill from there. And like I said, just this past weekend, thousands of people at Aloha Stadium, inside Aloha Stadium. We're going we're gonna to decide the difference between performing inside the stadium yes. and outside the stadium <laughs> <laughs> a little bit later, too. Ladies and gentlemen, Paula Fuga! Hello, Paula! Choo! Aloha! Woo! Aloha! Thank you for having me. Thank you for, for coming into the studio with us. After you play at the Aloha Stadium, you don't have to return any of Flash's texts. <laughs> she okay, never does well, anyway, good to know, so it's, good to know. it's fine. <laughs> Same Z's. Uh, pretty awesome to have you. You're actually going to be performing uh, another show coming up soon. You're going to be at the Blue Note December 16th uh, for two shows. Yes, this that, Sunday. I'm that, really excited about That's it. this weekend. Yeah. That's one weekend you're at the stadium. The next weekend, it's an intimate Oh yeah! Close, close show. What a great opportunity to um, promote my Blue Note show, right? Right. What a coincidence! Oh, that's, so weird. <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> well, thanks for coming in. Uh, we want we want to talk a little bit about. Uh, well, first we can't not just talk about the stadium show with with Jack and with the Eagles. Nobody knew you were going to be there. You're like a big secret. I am. I How, am a secret, well, and a wish come true. <laughs> you know, at this point, though. I, I mean, I know it's always supposed to be a surprise, but every time Jack plays at mm, home, mm -hmm, he, Paula mm -hmm. always he performs. Does, he does true perform. Is. True it is. is true. So you can almost guarantee, but like they, when you come out, it's still the audience loses their mind when they see you on stage. Oh, I love them, man. Jack's got such a great following and you know great support, and uh, he's been so supportive of my career too. And every time he. He has a show in Hawaii. He does invite me. And so it was pretty classic because when I found out that the Eagles were coming and that Jack was going to be opening, I did like this whole Instagram story where I was like, so how am I going <laughs> to ask Jack if I could play with him? I was like, so, hey, Jack, well, what are you doing on the 7th of December, huh? Got any plans you want to mention or anything? Or like, Yo, sup, Jack? Heard that you were playing on at Aloha Stadium on the 7th. Um, you need any titas? You know, need a tita? Hit it. Hit me up. And then it was just really funny because then some of his people saw the story. But, mm. but by the end of the story, I was like, guess what? I'm playing at... Aloha Stadium, because Jack's guaranteed going to call me. <laughs> <laughs> this was before he called me. Oh. Yeah, so I'm so glad he called me, because then I'd have to like eat my words. Yeah. Oh, you put it out there. It's like the secret. <laughs> yeah. You just made it happen. Guarantee. That's it. It is It is like the secret. Yeah. You say it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Except that thing you mentioned earlier, Flash, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Wow. Said every woman Flash has ever yes. known. I'm so used to that. If I had a nickel. If I had a nickel. Was it, when you finally got the, the word that you were playing, though, did you have to keep it a secret? Was it hard to do that? Or were you just telling everybody that, oh, no, I no, am. No, I wasn't there. telling anybody. You weren't. When, when Jack's team books you, do they say, hey, you know, keep this under wraps for now? Or No. It's just Jack and says, hey, Paula, what's up? I'm playing at the stadium. You want to jam? 
It's on the 7th of December. I'm like, yes, Jack, guarantee you. Would you just not surprised? Really? Oh, why did you go? No, I mean, like, I was really (laughs) excited, but I kind of knew because he's my boy, you know, and like, I mean, I'm his girl. He can call me up whenever he like, whenever he like jam in Hawaii. That's why she said no to me. That's it. She's, ar- she's already taken. By Jack? <laughs> By Jack, yeah. He's way more talented than you, Flash. He's way yeah. taller than me, for starters. No <laughs> he's, he's way more everything than you. It's true. <laughs> I like the menehune. <laughs> no, get chance. <laughs> you are a menehune, Flash, in so many ways. Hey, I'm getting thirsty here. Let's meet our bartender. Uh, so thirsty. We've got a bartender coming in. From Waikiki at the hot and trendy hideout at the Lalo Hotel. Give it up for Ben, the bartender. Thanks thank for coming in today, yeah, sir. Ben. Yeah, thank Woo. you for having me. I appreciate it. Very nice to have you here, particularly because it's so warm and dry and parched in here. Ben, uh, I'm so thirsty. What do you got for us? So I'm going to make you guys one of our signature cocktails on our menu. It's called the Imaginary Girlfriend. Um, so hey, turn, that, I'm very, turn that. I'm mic. very familiar with that. The imaginary. <laughs> no, more towards you. This way. There you go. Yeah. Uh, the imaginary girlfriend. Imaginary girlfriend. So it's a mezcal cocktail. Um, it's so this be... is in honor of me, right? Cool. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. <laughs> I can tell you the story later. It's a uh, 1.5 ounces of El Silencio mezcal, uh, 0.5 ounces of Clement Creole, which is an orange liqueur, and then we're gonna do 0.5 ounces of Falernum, uh, which is an almond ginger syrup. And then 0.5 lime, 0.5 lemon, and then three dashes of orange flower water. Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot of moving parts. It's a lot of 0.5s. We'll get it going for you So you just double it. You you can just make more drinks than that. That'd be great. Perfect. Let's do it, man. Go ahead and start mixing. Now, wait. It's called The Imaginary Girlfriend. Is there really a story behind that? There is. Uh, Go ahead. Tell us now. All right. I can't get too much into detail, but... um, Ben, no one listens to the podcast, so (laughs) use real names. So we have uh, amazing live music seven days a week at Hideout. Uh, Super good local talent. And there's this one guest that calls down and complains every single night. And he's always blaming it on his girlfriend. Ah. But none of us have ever met her. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I think I need to make a cocktail, name it in honor of this gentleman, and... (laughs) And his imaginary girlfriend. And his imaginary girlfriend. Does this guest at the hotel know that this is uh, happening? No, so don't tell him. Does he like the drink? Does he order it from time to time? I don't think he's ever had it. Oh, really? You should offer it to him. I think you'd like the imaginary (laughs) girlfriend. This this one's on me. (laughs) Next time. No, for him, you would have to call it a different name. Like, you would have to call it the Susie or whatever. Like, it would actually have to be named the imaginary (laughs) girlfriend. Hey, what's your girlfriend's name? Oh, yeah, that's what this drink's called. Yeah. That'll be the next cocktail list. Nice. All right, All right let's well, get this going for you guys. Yeah, yes, please. Mix that up, sir. Uh, while he's doing that, Paula, we like to play a little game here. Uh, we do the word of the day. Uh, it's a word that Perfect. we might bring up from time to time, and whenever it happens, we make a bunch of noise, and we all have a drink. Take a shot? Yeah, oh, perfect. exactly. So you get to pick the word since you're the guest. Ooh, I get to pick the word? Oh, no, you don't want me to pick the word. <laughs> oh, that's an evil laugh. <laughs> It's an evil word. Yes, I like it. <laughs> Go with your gut. Okay. First choice. Crap! I don't know what to. I don't know what to. There's so many words to pick from. Um, cocker spaniel. How about that? <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. All right, folks. In order of the cocktails. <laughs> 
Every time you hear the word Cocker Spaniel today, you got to drink. And the, the key is we got to work that into conversation sometimes. See? Perfect. <laughs> I love that. All right. We'll test it out right now. Oh, we, we don't have drinks yet. We're waiting. <laughs> We're working waiting. on it. Okay. Maleko, you can always work Cocker Spaniel into a uh, conversation. I, I think we can figure yeah, that I one out. Yeah, I think we can figure that one That'd out. Be yeah. fun. <laughs> All right. We'll start using the word as soon as we get the drinks here then. We'll do that. Uh, so Jack always seems to uh, to to do these bigger shows. He used to do these shows over at the Shell. Uh, stopped doing them because they were just crazy madness. Uh, do you think that, that he's now a stadium performer? Do you think that you guys are now, you've moved on from the Shell. Now every time you do a Jack show, well, stadium, stadium style? Jack oh. is true and through an amphitheater performer. He loves that the element of um, being outside and still having having a kind of an indoor feeling at some places. Jack will always choose a natural space set, um, and setting like that. Um, like the gorge in George Washington. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen pictures of that? Jack loves being outdoors. And that's one of the you most know? iconic outdoor venues in the country, yeah. I would think. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. Red Rocks, he Red likes Rocks. places yeah, like that. Red Rocks, yeah. of course. Any place that you can kind of get outside easily or be under the stars. Mm -hmm. Santa Barbara Bowl, Hollywood Bowl, places like that. Jack loves those places. Even though he probably could play stadiums, I don't think. I don't think that's his vibe. That's his vibe, yeah. That's yeah, not his vibe. He did do some interesting things at the stadium this year, though. Uh, at this show for the Eagles, when we were there, uh, every time you bought a drink, it was no straws at mm -hmm. the stadium at all. There were no straws that night. And they normally do. I mean, you get a straw with your cheeseburger. They just throw straws on everything at the stadium. <laughs> so they had no straws, and they had recyclable cups, and, and the whole thing was after you drink your beer... You can go and you can refill it with water and you can keep the cup all night. And they were doing that all night. Uh, it's the only time that's ever happened that we know at the stadium. And For it's, sure. And it's totally Jack's vibe. Like he comes in and yeah, I'll play. Yeah, I'll be here. But we got to do something for the environment. He's very responsible in that way. You know, that's his mission. And that's sort of what he's um, known for. And actually, that, it's one of the reasons why he no longer does the Kokua Festival at the shell every year is because um it takes a lot of time and resources away from the educational programs that he has in the schools here mm. in hawaii and so you know his staff's time is better used for that and jack does donate all of his money all of his profits from every show he plays including this one at the eagles the Eagles paid Jack, and Jack donated it right back to his two nonprofit organizations. Are you working with the nonprofit, or you got your own projects? I do stuff with Jack when he calls me up, but I'm not really involved in it. And I mm -hmm. definitely support Kokua Hawaii Foundation and the Jack Johnson Ohana Foundation, and I work with different organizations that benefit from their support too. It's really unbelievable what they do and how much they actually believe in it and they don't give it lip service like mm -hmm. how I think we all probably personally know some other celebrities that do just that. Mm -hmm. Their whole team takes it so seriously. Mm -hmm. And actually for Jack, like at the stadium or the show, the reason they're doing that is it's deal breakers for him to do the shows. When he goes into exactly. a venue, he says, this is what you need to have happen or I'm just not going to play here. It's an eco rider. 
mm. and and Jack has set the standard for eco a lot. Writer. Eco, eco, eco writer, wow, eco. New term for me. Oh no, like yeah, it's yeah. been he's been using it for over a decade now, and it's extensive to 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 turn a regular venue into what. Oh, I'm sure. What Jack is asking people to do, which in 20 years is probably going to be the norm, but it yeah. takes people like this and things like this. And also as a venue and as a promoter, because I, I've been the promoter for Jack doing the Kokua um, Fest at the Shell several times, knowing the logistics involved it and just having to go through the par- process of making everything green or making the carbon footprint zero it helps you realize how much stuff that you don't even think about is contributing to the waste of the cocker spaniel <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for you to stop talking so we can say Cocker Spaniel. Cheers! Cheers! Whoa. Mm. Oh, Ben. How's it taste, guys? That's a good one. This is the best imaginary girlfriend I've ever had. <laughs> oh, that is tasty. It tastes like cigarettes. There's what? Some, there's some smokiness to it. What is that? The mezcal. That's the mezcal. Yeah. Oh, okay. See? It's tequila. It's, kind of it's okay. Intro mezcal it's a tequila? cocktail. It does. This your imaginary girlfriend is a smoker. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Smoke. Show. That's delicious. I love mm. mezcal. You do some other collaborations too. Um, I mean, you 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 jump on stage. I see you on stage. Like you have your shows, but it's like you have this great family, this community of other artists. So you're always surrounded uh, by some real good talent. Yes, I'm surrounded by my best friends. I'm so honored to have so many good friends that are amazing musicians. Mike Love's one of them. And He's my, been on the podcast. Oh, cool. And yeah. then Brad Watanabe, he, who's here with me today in the studio. He's the bass player of The Green, and he plays bass for me as well. And I was calling yeah. him Brian earlier. You've got, And he didn't even correct me. You've gotten to the point where you can probably, like, when you he make He was it, waiting for me to correct you, Flash. <laughs> <laughs> when you make an album, you can reach out to an artist and you can say, hey, I want you to come collab with me. Is there an artist that you would like to have collaborate with you soon? Like somebody who like you haven't recorded with yet, but you know, be like, I would love to record a song with. <sighs> bucket list kind? Yeah, bucket list Local kind. and national. Yeah, anyone. Oh, local. Well, I'd love to record it. Fiji one day mm. how has that not even happened i don't know <laughs> putting it out there i mean yeah you know i also love to record it landon mcnamara oh okay. i love his voice i love his um energy his vibe have you played with these guys uh, no that's what she's saying like she jam, jam session style no and then um Maleko doesn't understand his own question. Well, apparently. I'm just saying, like, to, to record versus because you can jam with some artists without like, having recorded with yeah. them. Yeah, for sure. Fair enough. We get it, Flash. <laughs> yeah. No, I never jam with any of these yeah. guys. Also, internationally, I love to jam with, you know, Stevie Wonder mm. or, um, Gosh. Stevie Wonder, Paula Fuga collab. Can Rita Marley. I'd love to sing a song with Rita Marley with some titters. <laughs> Manawahine kind yeah. of a song, you know? Oh, I, I could see that one. That'd yeah. be a powerhouse. Is Stevie, Lauren Hill, you know. Stevie Erica Wonder, um, Stevie Wonder, Lauren Hill, Erica Badu. Are these some and of your, your influences growing up musically? Yes, for sure. I mean, you know, my influences 
range from like Israel Kamako Vivo Ole mm-hmm. to Bob Marley for sure the roots of of my musical influences Aretha Franklin um Stevie Wonder for sure uh, Erica Badu's my number one favorite singer in the world it's mm. because of her lyrics she's a phenomenal lyricist and um yeah I, I I love music I always feel I like when I think of Paula I feel I consider you to be like Hawaii's version of Aretha Franklin. What? Like you just you have that voice. That's I why can see that. that's why people like Jack Johnson wanna wanna play with you. I mean and that's why you know like you were saying Maleka like she's always jamming with all, all these other musicians cuz how many female vocalists have that sort of power and that kind of full-throated sound. I mean it's pretty rare. Thanks, Flash. <laughs> I already did your. I'm already doing your show. You don't have to butter me up so much. <laughs> we talked earlier in your intro. We mentioned that you you studied ukulele. Was that the first instrument you played? Actually, my first instrument was nose flute. What? I was like second grade. For real? Yeah. Is that the kind like they make the whole class? Do it for like the the music class, the yeah, second grade music yeah. class, yeah. Oh, for like um Hawaiian studies class, uh-huh. and then we had to like do a nose flute performance for our Mayday program. <laughs> Did you like it? Yup. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had one here. I want to hear Me you play. Me too. It. I wish I had my nose flute. I don't. Boy, again, if I had a nickel. Why <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have a nose flute? If I have my nose flute and my imaginary girlfriend, man, all I'm missing is the Cocker Spaniel and get this party started. Hey! Yay! Hey, very good. Do you, do you want the rest of mine's flash? Because, like, I don't really drink that much. Oh, me neither. <laughs> ben, Ben, this is terrible. I had dinner last night at Sorry, the Outrigger. Guys. had this drink called the Henry 7. It was one drink. By the time I was done, I felt like I was hammered. The Henry 7. That yeah. sounds like a powerful drink. Yeah. It tasted really fruity though. It wasn't like manly like I thought it would be. It was blended, had tastes like pog. What's your go to? I know, right? I just like Jameson. That a girl. Sip, sip it. That's what we had Ellie Mack on the show, and she's, mm-hmm. she's, we tried to line up a bartender, and she's like, no, I just want shots of Jameson. I was like, all right. <laughs> I don't remember, I don't remember okay. much of that show. That was that was a really drunk show. Yeah. Well, that oh, was yeah. in the beginning. That was, she was one of our first guests, and we didn't yeah. know how to control the drinking at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when you're working in a radio show or a podcast show, you have to you have to temper where you're going with this. Ben, are you making another cocktail? I'm starting early. You're st- oh, he's he's pre-gaming. Good job. Going. Good job. Good you, job, Ben. You can uh, you can give Paul uh, Paula one early. Uh, since she since she ditched her first drink, All right. so and we'll, we'll get to that one in a bit. Feel free to to liquor her up. That'd be, that'd be good. Damn it. I gotta <laughs> drive, you guys. Uh, Uber, Uber. Yeah. We'll give you a lift. Look at these fancy Lalo straws. Those are like the eco friendly ones, right? They dissolve or something. Paper. Yeah. So we have all of them. No plastic straws, stirs, any of that at Hideout. Just paper. Um, try to be eco friendly. I actually met with Jack Johnson. And his wife about their program as well. They do a really, really good job on island. So Kim, shout out to Kim. Uh, yeah, this is this is happening all over Waikiki. 
the, the it's paper straw It's going to be all over the world, especially in hotels. It's like, and it happened fast. Like a year ago, nobody was thinking about straws, and yeah. and now it's paper straws. It's no straws. It's metal straws. Yep. It was the actually, the straw and the turtle picture that really. Yeah. That that yeah. like that that was it. People were just like, nope. Yeah. yeah, that's bad. We just became part of the ocean friendly program on island as well. Which at is hideout. So uh, there's certain criteria to it, but same thing. No, no plastic straws. Um, sustainable fish. Um, Can't pee in the water plastic. anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Forget it. Yeah, so we're excited about that. So the, the talk about the bar at the Lalo since since we got you on the mic here. Um, are, are cocker spaniels allowed and at this what, bar? Get... <laughs> drink up, drink up. And what, you get discounts, huh? <laughs> Come on, Ida. Come on, Ida. I'll give you my card after the show. Perfect. Do you get a lot of locals coming down there? We do. It's hard to get locals into Waikiki. It Why is. do you think they come to the hideout? I think they come here. Um, we do offer Kama Aina rate, uh, and we also do free validated parking for up to three hours. And that's a big thing in Waikiki where people don't want to come down because they have to pay a ton of money to park. And then if you try to park on the street, it's it's difficult. So... Uh, we do offer that. And then just the vibe at, at Hideout is really, really awesome. I mean, the open air lanai space, the fire pits on each side. We have a really good mix of local and hotel guests. And we get a really good looking, attractive crowd in there. So I think that kind of brings, brings some more people of in. Really too. good looking, imaginary girlfriends there. Yeah. So flash so is not allowed, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> No flash. Only no, I think flash can come Susie. because there's so many beautiful people. It just it doesn't throw the balance off. <laughs> doesn't throw the curve that much. <laughs> Three hours though, free parking. That's that's a pretty big deal in Waikiki. Yeah, it's great. And that's we hard see to get. A lot of people that come in and they park with us. Valet. It's easy. Come so where right is up. it? Where are you located? Where you're? you're it's on Cujillo Avenue, 2299 Cujillo Avenue. Oh, on the fancy side. Away. Have you not been there before? <laughs> Over there. I've been there, but, you know, the podcast listener All right, might not you're have been there. Uh, you're right, I haven't you're right been next there. to the International Marketplace. International Marketplace, yeah. yep. Right oh, next door okay. to that, yeah. yeah. Across, go, yeah. across from the udon noodle place that has like 8 jillion yeah. people in line all day. <laughs> okay, is this the same building that used to have big kahunas yes. on the ground floor? Yeah. That used to be one of my, one of my uh, go-tos. Uh, go-tos in Waikiki. It was dirty. Yeah. Drinks were cheap. Yeah. It actually is a grungy band playing. <laughs> Summarizes Maleko in two words. <laughs> Dirty and cheap. Yeah. Uh, it moved across the street for a little while. Really? Yeah, it, it was in existed? the hotel across the street, and then I don't know what happened. It went it, away. It didn't need to move. It, yeah. like, it was done yeah. while it was open. Now, you know what happened? The original owners, uh, Steve Suchia, moved to Florida and opened up Big Kahunas in Florida. Oh, He's got like no two or three of them now, yeah. There you go. Okay. Fun fact. <laughs> go on an excursion. Let's go visit. <laughs> <laughs> Paula, uh, let's go back to you for a sec. <laughs> sure. Jamie Hyatt. You remember Jamie Hyatt? Yes. He's our program director here at the radio station. He told me an interesting fact when I came in here to work uh, to do the podcast. He said that you were a radio station intern. I was. Back in the day. When, when was, tell me about this. Where were you oh my interning gosh. at? I was an intern at 104.3. Extreme Radio. Extreme Radio. When, oh, when Jamie was there. Yes, when, ja when Jamie was there and when um, I used to intern for this guy. His name was Big Mama. 
And my cousin used to call me that. My cousin's boyfriend used to call me that. And so then the, the way that I got attracted to the station was it was a brand new radio station. It was back before computers were in every house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and um, you know, so we're, my cousins and I, we always listen to the radio. Your connection to the outside world was the radio. Exactly. Yeah. And Boy, those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we were listening one night, and this song came on. It was like, it's Big Mama. And I was like, who is this bitch, Big Mama, taking my name? (laughs) And so I listened to the radio station. I was like, oh, my God, it's a guy. Wow, it's so cool. It was a brand new radio station. I called him up, and he's like, yeah, come down. So I went down, and I interned for a bit, and I... I always get in trouble everywhere I go, and I got canned. What? I got what? fired, yo. <laughs> they fired me. Do you know how hard it is to fire like a <laughs> promo assistant intern at a radio station? Well, it's virtually it, impossible. It was a square pencil pusher from 96.3 that got me canned. Uh-oh. Crater. Just so you know. Those bastards over at yeah. Crater. They're like, she's bothering me. I'm like, what? I was being, fr- I was making friends. Jeez. Hashtag me too. (laughs) (laughs) Just wanted you to pet my Cocker Spaniel. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. I come to the right podcast. I'm running out of drink, Ben. About time for that second one. Which, right. which, oh, Coming up. What is actually? This? Let's do this. Let's have her perform a song while Ben makes a drink. Cool. Paula, okay. you down? Yep. All right. Yes. Winter Soul Blues. One, two, one, two, three, four. Mid November, as I laid down my head. Rumble in the distance and tomorrow I'll be sad, yeah Too big for me, I love the life that I'm living Sticking to the sand, still a lover of land I know just what to do, relax, enjoy the view Twelve feet high starts the winter swell blues Opening up the river, you know what that means Rainbows and waterfalls, the mountains so green I love the rain and when that cold wind blows Candlelight power out, time to snuggle. I know just what to do. Put on your swimming suit. <laughs> Winter's well blues. One December morning, I wake to the sound. Word around town is the eddies going down. It's in a day or two if the prediction is true. Do my shopping early, cause you know it'll be a zoo. I know just what to do. Tonight we barbecue. 30 feet rise in the winter swell blues
surf hotline Flat like a lake To my surprise I hear the shells all calling my name Scoop them up, take them home At the end of the day I know just what to do Put on your swimming suit And say bye-bye to the winter swell blues I know just what to do Head down to Pomalu Say bye-bye Aloha winter swell Fuga, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, that was Winter Swell Blues. That was fun. Woo, I heard all, all kinds of references I, I, I know and love in there. Cool. That's fun. The Eddie never went yet, yeah, this year. They, um, I think they they're, they're, just had not, the opening maybe like a week or two ago. They missed the big, big swell, like by two days. I think it was too blown out or something. It was blown out. It was yeah. too blown out. Yeah. It was too big. Be fun. We've, we've been getting that a lot lately. Be fun one to see again. Okay, so uh, Ben, you were busy making cocktails. Uh, you served us something that's purple, and it has a side shot of something that's creamy. What is this? So... <laughs> oh, Cocker Spaniels. <laughs> so don't drink it yet. Okay. So what you need to do is you're going to pour... It's purple, and it's creamy. <laughs> My God, Maleko. <laughs> so this is called the Goddess in the Garden. Um, and basically what it is, it's an infusion of cucumber and mint vodka. And then the purple is a butterfly pea syrup, uh, which is a flower that's grown in Southeast Asia. And how did they um, get the pea from the butterflies? <laughs> I actually, I went down there and got it. <laughs> I stole it from them. Did you milk the butterfly is what I was getting at. <laughs> you hold the butterfly and like, extract its pea. <laughs> It's a long, tedious uh, process. It's very expensive, I bet. Yeah. yeah. BP is way more affordable and readily available, <laughs> in my opinion. Oh, that's too uh, good. So you, you, what is it? Uh, is this... Uh... So then on the side, it's mint on okay. there. Um, but yeah, so on the side... This... Focus, Ben. <laughs> sorry, sorry. A little yellow chartreuse. Um, some lemon, lime, orange bitters, and you pour it inside, and you're gonna see the drink change color. Oh, oh. what? Is this like yeah. a Get your Instagrams ready. Thing. Boomerang, boomerang. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. Yeah, we have a really talented bar team uh, at Hideout, so we believe in you know letting them come up with creations, um, oh, so good? that they really stay, you know focused and you know can stand behind their drinks so this one was created by uh justin kipapa who's one of our bartenders oh we hate that guy <laughs> is he related to joe kipapa have, uh, the first one was uh created by Lindsay peressa nice. yeah so give him some shout out there isn't a bar that justin hasn't worked at in this town <laughs> by the way and this is with the fancy paper straw Yes. It won't hurt the deer turtles or my poor <laughs> cocker spaniel. You say deer? Oh, deer turtles. I, I thought you were. I know you meant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's all right. You know, well, anyway, never mind. Never mind. How is it? How's, How's your guys' drinks? Okay, I haven't tried it yet. Tastes I didn't like, see it change like, much. You we took did, out the garden part. Went from like yeah, a dark like, purple oh, to like a pink. I threw the garnish on the side. It was getting in the way of my straw. <laughs> but that Very was botanical. Oh, made in a garden. Oh, yeah. It's like a garden in your mouth. It is like a garden in your <laughs> mouth. Mm. 
it's almost like a a popsicle. Yeah. You know? It's really good. Oh, poolside. This. Yeah. I can have Perfect a few of these. Paula, you like this one? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of laugh was that? Someone's very happy. The second song is going to be a little looser than the first. <laughs> oh, there's nothing. Yeah, we try to I'm going to hold all my comments <laughs> to myself. <laughs> that laugh. <laughs> I love that laugh so much. Paula, I heard you're, uh, you you grew up in Nalo, huh? Why well, Manalo? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You went to school with uh, Big Koa's wife. She's younger than me, yeah, but I did. Uh-huh. Awesome. So I, I was asking Koa, but I want to hear you answer the question because I thought this was interesting. Did you, were you like participating in all those kind of classic, you know, high school talent shows and intermediate school talent shows, all that sort of thing? Not an intermediate. I, I did go out for brown bags to stardom when I was a junior, and I represented my school, Kailo High School, at the sh- at the Shell. Nice for that competition, and and then I think, and then I went and I like did cakey stars and stuff like that, which was really fun. I never won anything. So, really? Yeah. Now, was, really cool. was that with with Carol Kai? Was was mm-hmm. that one of her things? The yes. TV show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they still have it. They still I have didn't it. No, I didn't know. It still exists. Yeah, remember when TV was like the only thing you had for entertainment? <laughs> that yeah. and radio. That yeah, and radio. that and radio. Yeah. No, those were huge. We'd sit around and watch those and brown bags yeah. to you start. You would not sit around that and watch that Hawaii show. Hawaii Stars. It was like huge. Hawaii thing. Stars was a big deal. Did you big watch deal. it, Brad? Yeah, yeah. Even Brad watched it. That's because you're Howley Flash. You never watched. You can't see this on the <laughs> podcast, but Brad is nodding his head. Yes, yes, yes. I did watch that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a quick nod, like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. Not like, like, yes, of course. <laughs> yes, I did. It was yeah. like, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what? And this was all ukulele. Were you singing in, in ukulele at the time? Was that was that right from the start? No, I was just singing, and then. Um, it wasn't until my junior year I started taking ukulele lessons. And you went to the master. Roy Sokuma. Yeah. I had a crush on a boy. Mm. Everything is everything I do is because I have a crush on a boy. Just was, so he, you know. was he imaginary or was this a real boy? <laughs> yeah. No, he was real. Was it Jake? <laughs> Shimabuku. <laughs> wow. Was no. it a cocker spaniel? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good one, Ben. <laughs> no, he played, he played guitar. He was a shredder. Uh-huh. He could rip, and he played ukulele too, and I wanted to hang out with him, so I was like, well, may as well learn how to play an instrument. You can't mm-hmm. just, like, jump in and on a jam and be, like, the only, you know, only singing. Right, right. So I learned to play ukulele, and then our teacher kind of just shoved us together in a band. He, like, put us together as a band, and we'd play at all our assemblies and everything. Nice. So you spent Serendipitous. a lot of time with him. Small kind, small kind. So what happened? Nothing. He, you know, I ran into his parents maybe a couple months ago, but I never told them that he's the reason I played ukulele. <laughs> you should tell him. He no, needs to know. He doesn't need to know. <laughs> What's his full name right now? It's going to make everything way more awkward. His wife will be jealous. She'll be questioning their relationship. Well, maybe she should. Just joking. Maybe. <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking. How did you get from, from uh, brown bags then to idol? Well, you know what? I just knew that I was going to be a singer. I didn't know how it was going to happen or when. I knew, but I had zero doubts about it, you know. 
And so I would just follow the signs is what I called it. Like if there was an opportunity, I'd go for it, put myself out there, see what could happen. Mm. And actually, Idol is what opened all the doors for me here in Hawaii, for sure. It, I, I went on. I, they didn't like me. They rejected me. But then the producers made a funny show about the rejects. And I got invited to Hollywood. And I mm. got to... Um, and then after that, it opened the doors for me here in Hawaii. I got invited to play at the Bambucha for Island 98.5 and the Birthday Bash with 100.3 KCCN, you know. And it was, like, really cool. And they had me in these slots. Like, the everybody was there. The shells fully loaded. loaded. And I remember having a moment where I was like, well, what the hell am I going to do now? This is what I've been working towards, <laughs> like to play at this thing at this time, and and that's what helped mold me. For um, you know, I started to um, expand my horizons, and I stopped looking at music as like just like in this little box or this bubble of the Hawaiian Islands, and I started to really open up my mind in terms of what kind of music I wanted to create and put out there, what I wanted to say, you know, to the world, and try to have that world view instead of the island view is it weird getting invited back to hollywood to be on the reject show like how do they ask you to do that mm. they said hey paula we're making a show um about the rejects and we want you to be a part of it and i'm like okay they're like you know that song you wrote we want you to write another song like and expand on it and we want you to perform that song when we invite you. It was like the year where William Hung was a part oh, of it. Oh, that guy. She Bangs. Yeah, yeah. It was that guy. So I knew that they, and especially the light that they showed me in for the auditions, they didn't, like you guys didn't see my booger face, crying, mm. ugly face when I was like, oh, they rejected me. Like they didn't show any of that. They showed me in the best possible light the producers you know mm. and so when they brought me up there i knew they weren't trying to make fun of me because mm -hmm. they loved me and some of the producers even cried when i auditioned the first time oh. so i knew that they had genuine love for me and my my music or my talent you know they weren't trying to make fun of me but there were some that were obviously there for laughs you know yeah william hung for example guaranteed yeah but he yeah, went but... like <laughs> yeah. can you make like the top three or something <laughs> No, he didn't. He no. was a reject. He was a reject. But I thought he, was, he, I thought he went still farther. More, more popular than the top three in some seasons. Well, I mean, no. you'd still know his name. More, more notorious. Name yeah, five more, more idols. You, yeah. Yeah. You don't know. I don't. Yeah, exactly. My mom so, does. It though. was that same year that Camille Velasco and Jasmine Trias and Joe Nomuananu were yeah. a part of the, um, well, the had show. A big, big Hawaii. I'm not used to hearing his real name. Big Mox. <laughs> <laughs> like, who's Jonah? What? <laughs> what? Hey, remember when you were Jonah? Yeah. <laughs> I tell him sometimes. Yeah. I said the same thing to Ellie. I said, Ellie, you remember when you were Camille? <laughs> yeah. She's still Camille in my phone. Good. Yeah. And um she just asked me to join on a join in on a collaboration with her. Oh. For a song. All so, right. I mean look I'm looking forward to that. Her music, I love her. Her music is very unique. And she's so real and honest, you know, there's nothing fake about her. I love that. I love that about Camille. Yeah. She found a lane, yeah. and she's sticking to it. Yeah. Good. Yeah, no, it's like smart. That. Yeah. Your first album, put it all together, packaged it, put it out to the world, right off the bat, Hokus. Was that um, 
Did you expect that? Did you expect to have that much recognition locally? Um, I mean, that's that's a big stage for a local artist. Um, I was hopeful. <laughs> hopeful that I'd win an award, and I did for the most promising artist mm-hmm. that year, 2007. And, you know, it was a huge humbling experience for me. I wanted to perform, and I was kind of bummed that I didn't get to play at the Hokus. And my husband my boyfriend at the time he told me he's he was like you should be thankful that you're even nominated he like brought me down he burst my bubble in a good way he's like look at how many people love you and support you 20 people are buying tickets to go and see you at the hokus like gosh like you know think of all those other people who never even got nominated he told me and it really it really made me think i had a different perspective and i I, I told myself, you know what? I don't care if I win a Hoku or not. I care that these people would think that their night and their time and their money was so, you know, like I'm I'm worth it for them to come out, fly from another island or like buy a $120 ticket just to watch, just in case I win, you know what I mean? Like they didn't care if I won or not. They just wanted to be there for me, you know? They were there to support. They were there to support yeah. me. And I made every single, I made 20 tea leaf lays for all my guests that came because I turned it around from being all about me to being about them and the support that I received, you know, and, and it was a beautiful thing. So like, to me, I don't really care about music awards or accolades or anything like that. You know, I care about the people behind, behind the music, the people encouraging the music, the people wanting the music the people there to receive it and to mm-hmm. give me back their energy and their love and their warmth. That's what matters to me. Is there someone in your, in your circle of friends, one person that is, that was mostly is responsible for pushing you into doing these things that maybe might've been outside your comfort zone? I mean, is it a family member? Is it just maybe an artist that you collabed with or somebody that you talked to and, and kind of took some advice from? Well, you know, I have so many friends in the music scene, but, um, the one person, if I had to pick one person who like really pushed me and motivated me um, and taught me, I learned a lot from him, was Mike Love. He's my he's younger than me, but I call him my big brother because he's he's the one that taught me a lot about, you know, how to listen for things and about timing. And he's always you need these kind of friends in your life. But he's always he was always on my my ass about like hey you gotta practice like don't forget to practice or whatever you know just very encouraging but i'm a tough love kind of person so i need that and he's he does that for me you know Mm. he's like he's helping me produce my next album right now we're currently working on it have like one more studio day and then we can start mixing and mastering and i'm really excited about it brad's played bass for me on the whole album and um um, yeah, I'm mm. just really looking forward to it. And we got to get in the studio and listen to a lot of the things and like see what I like and what I don't like. And, you know, th- those kind of things, like the mixing. And we're in the final stages. Yeah, Brad, wouldn't you say? What's it's the, been three years coming. Oh, my God. What's the ballpark ETA on when it's going to come out? 2019. <laughs> 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 Uh, have you been, Somewhere in the first half of it. Hopefully. Have you heard some of the songs yet? Have you played them publicly? 
Um, some of the songs I have I haven't really played publicly at all, and then some of the songs I just I had to learn them so that I could play them. And Brad's been really helpful in that area, teaching me how to play my own songs that I never, <laughs> you know, like I never wrote all of them with the ukulele. I wrote them some of them with just my vocals and just you know I know what I want and I hum it to Brad and Mike and they help me find out figure out the chords or. Do you write like that. music or you have help help with that? Or I mean, because if you sing it, it's different than putting it on paper. You know, if you know how it sounds, you could probably play how it sounds. But having it on paper is a totally different. It is a totally different thing. And um, that's why it's so helpful to have these guys, Mike and Brad, with me, because then I can sing them something and they can find out the notes that I'm singing, you know. Mm. And then, like, for instance, there's just one song. Maybe we'll play that one, Too Hot Mama. And um, there was just this one part, and I was like, I hummed it to Brad. I'm like, it goes like this. Dun, 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 you know. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And then he got them all except for one, one chord. And every time he played, I'm like, no, that's not it. And then Mike came in, and I sang it for him, and Mike found the chord. I'm like, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> So it was really cool. Thanks, Brad. No, yeah. No, 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 no. Because Brad found all the other chords yeah. that I wanted, you know, but there, it was just one like, mm, no, it's not quite that chord. But like, so I'm, I'm glad to have these guys with these amazing ears, you know, and musical sense so that they can help me. What song is that? It's called Too Hot Mama. It's a new one that I never really played yet before did you guys want to hear well, it? i was gonna say yeah. now you gotta play it. yeah you teed it up okay. you teed it up for yourself <laughs> perfect <laughs> So you could check on me Sing to me of your joys and sorrows See the hope in my eyes of a better tomorrow I'm too high, mama, I'm just too high Too high, mama, I'm just too high Too high, mama, I'm just too high Mama, I'm just too high. I go anywhere the wind I was made for the cold Born in the winter I was made for the cold 
Kiss my fears away Some extra love when I had a bad day Hold me close, whisper sweet and low Say you'll be with me wherever I roam And if someone ever wins your heart Don't lose yourself trying to play some part I'm telling you, I'm too high, mama, I'm just too high. 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 Yeah, too high, mama, I'm just too high. To her mama, I'm just too high. Yeah. Oh, thanks. It's a reverse lullaby. What does that mean? It's a lullaby from a, from the perspective of myself as an infant singing to my grandparents mm. that took care of me when I was a baby. Yeah, it's beautiful. Reverse lullaby. Never heard that before. Yeah. Your grandparents still around? No. They were my favorite people in the whole world, though. Yeah. Yeah. So th were they the ones who raised you? Then, Pretty you much. Said? Yeah. They raised me. Did you have a, a big family growing up? A lot of people in the house? A lot of people in the house, but I got three siblings and... Um, for my mom, my same mom and dad, my parents split when I was like five, and then my dad had two more kids, so we never really grew up with each other, those kids. But Are any yeah. of the other, your other siblings musically inclined? Um, I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Just, somebody dropped I'm the ball. <laughs> somebody sings, I'm sure. Uh, well, it sounds like a lot of a lot of what you did in music was self-inspired. You're like, I it wanted really to play was. ukulele because because I wanted to play. It. Totally. And you want to, you know. No, she it. didn't play ukulele because she wanted to play it. Well, <laughs> she wanted to hook up with a cocker spaniel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was pretty innocent back then. I kind of just wanted to be around him and watch mm. him smile and all those C -class, things. That's what normal relationships are like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like 14. I was going to say a, a normal, what, yeah, freshman year relationship? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh, the music scene in Hawaii, it's it's always changing. You know, the artists are coming out. It, you got stations like Island 98.5 uh, 
Uh, they say they play reggae music, but a lot of their island music isn't necessarily reggae. It's it's just kind of island inspired music. I uh, like that. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. What kind of music would you say you make if you had to? Is it island music? Is it? I make soul music. Oh. Music for the soul. Um, and it's ha- it has a bunch of different influences. I feel like I have a I have a country influence. But I love blues music, so I feel like blues is the foundation of my inspiration. And then everything else kind of like fits in. Like even if I play a reggae song, it's a little bit bluesy. I feel like. I mean, just just your voice is so soulful Mm. to begin with. Thanks. Thank you. I was born in Louisiana. so I. Were you? Yeah, in the Bible Belt. So I didn't know that. I really think that. I've always thought that that's the reason why I love soul music, because I was born in the South. Yeah, and I heard it was the Bible belts where, like, you know, like they're like Jesus. Not a gospel music. Oh, what a wonderful child. Not a gospel music. Yeah. Anyway. A lot of great artists uh, with with you know Southern music influence like that. Well, yeah. the Blue Note's a great place for that kind of music too. Just because sure. the room is, I mean, it's blue, but the room is <laughs> is intimate and it feels good with that kind of music. It does, you know. And I, I've played the Blue Note a bunch of different times, and this is probably the most exciting or important time for me, I think, because it's my own music. It's with this phenomenal band. I've got Brad on bass, Mike Love on guitar, Leslie Ludiazzo on drums, and Ethan Capone on keys. And then we got some special guests. I don't like to give away my secrets and my surprises, so I won't tell you who. But if you want to know, just come. Do you take, um, you know, if you know, hey, I'm going to be performing at Aloha Stadium versus I'm going to be performing at the Blue Note. Blue Note is a 300 cap room stadium for the Eagles capped at 37,500. 37,500. Do you do you, do you approach crazy. your set or do you approach the musicality of it any different or do you just go out and just do what you do regardless of the size of the room? Oh no, you have to prepare energetically and mentally, you know what I mean? For for those different things like for Aloha Stadium, it was a little bit, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared for how much energy that, that would take, you know, to sing for all those people. I'm a really um, um, sensitive person energetically. And I tell you, after after that show, after after the Eagles, I was dead to the world for like a whole day. Mm. I, I had to sleep. I wasn't prepared for how much energy that would take, you know, to sing. Like, because I don't just sing like a bird, you know. I sing like thunder. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> and thunder takes a lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs> a, you know, strong bolt of lightning. I needed that. And, yeah, so I was spent at the end of it. And um, so you you need to prepare. I wish I had prepared a little bit better so that I wouldn't be wiped out afterwards because I wanted to hang with friends, but I couldn't because mm. I was tired, you know. And um, and yeah, so for something like that, it, it's it's very different. But the blue note, I feel there's a bigger weight on my shoulders because now I'm the one responsible for all the musicians, you know. I'm not just going for the ride where everything's taken care for 
you know cared of by like Jack's team and I've been working with Jack and his team for years so they're all my friends you know I know everyone by first name and um you know I love them and it's easy to work with them because of that and so I think maybe I didn't prepare myself too much Hmm. because of that what would you have done to prepare I think I would have meditated a little bit more and like um, cleared my mind and my energy a little bit more. I do that before every podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's not working. (laughs) But how many times do you clear your energy? About 0.0 times. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to, you know, Blue Note, when when anyone does a Blue Note show, they do two shows a night. Yes, we're doing two shows that night. So it's a 6.30 and a 9 o'clock typically. Mm -hmm. So is each show, do you treat each show exactly the same or do you mix it up? Well, I get the first show is always the hardest. That's a dinner show, right? The nervous one, you know, because then you're trying your new set and maybe some songs that you're not so familiar with. Like, for instance, I did like a tribute to Aretha Franklin, Mm. which was a huge undertaking, probably one of the biggest musical things that I've ever done myself. And just, you know, I was responsible for like 10 different musicians, including singers. And, Mm. you know, it's a it's a big thing. So, I mean, for something for something like this, it's it's definitely, um, you know, daunting. But um, for sure, I don't even remember what you asked, Flash. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's because it's that daunting. It's that daunting. It's so hard. All the time. You forget all your thoughts. I was just going to say that. Are, is there going to be anything different between the first show and the second show, or do you keep it all the same? Well, I definitely have different guests that are coming to the first Ooh. versus the second oh, show. Okay. Hint, hint. So a super fan would be wise to get both tickets. Well, if you want to, yeah. Or you could just like roll the dice and pick whichever show you want to come to oh. and see what happens. Oh. Inevitably, whatever show yeah. you go to, someone else is going to say, oh, you know yeah. what, my show, so-and-so yeah. played. And yeah. anyone what? who was paying attention at the beginning of the podcast knows we said she plays with a lot of really great artists. A so lot of really you great mean, artists. You just, just pick from your circle of friends who could be there. Yeah, you, you got you got a big lineup. You could you could put. I know. In. <laughs> That's always you know. I the, mean, I just did somebody a favor over at a big mm, venue. You mm-hmm. know. Uh, <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> connect the dots. <laughs> I mean, I I did him a solid, right? I'm not just joking. I'm just joking. ticket sales just spiked. Keep going. Paul. Keep going. <laughs> that's a that, that's the great thing about seeing a well-known local artist is you if you're playing in your hometown mm-hmm. and you know you're yeah. at a certain level a lot of times some very interesting people jump up on stage with those you are, those are my favorite moments the surprise guests come out because you've been enjoying this music you've been enjoying this artist focus has all been on you and then all of a sudden it's like here comes my ohana and then the then the the mood changes and it's almost like it goes into party mode Yep, I'm. That's the plan. So get your tickets right now. Splunothawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Again, did I mention the that um the two shows have different special guests? Yeah. Yes. So you got to get tickets to both. both. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Got it. Okay, so we got uh, the Blue Note show coming up this uh, December sixteenth this weekend. Uh, people can get tickets for both can, shows. Can we give some tickets away? 
Like, do people call in? I don't know. It's not how a podcast works, but (laughs) I can give tickets away on my show later on today. Could you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah, we can do that. That's nice. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I just thought of it right now. And we're totally receiving that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, email me at... (laughs) The first person to email me gets a table. You use social media a lot, though. So people I should do. follow you on, on Instagram. Yeah, P-Funk. follow me on Instagram, P-Funk Love. There you go. P-Funk yeah. Love. I'll, give P-Funk some, Love. I'll give some tickets away on my show later on. Cool, so, cool. Yeah, why Thank not? you. Why not? Why not? Actually, everybody plug your socials right now. Ben, how, how do we get in touch yeah, with you? Yeah, how do I get in touch with you, Ben? <laughs> oh. For that discount on the Lilo. <laughs> Hideout Waikiki or Lilo Waikiki. Damn it, Ben. I meant your personal. I know. Personal. Personal. B.V. Buckley. This guy? What is it? Easy Buckley? B.V. Buckley. B.V. Oh, Buckley. is that your last name? Yes. B.V. Yes. Buckley. What's the V for? Vincent. Benjamin Vincent Buckley. Yes. That's a very distinguished name, Ben. My mom said it was a strong name. You know? It is a strong name. <laughs> Just like your chin. That's, it's like his whole body. <laughs> Whoa, Flash. Thanks, Calm yourself down. <laughs> Put your Cocker Spaniel away. <laughs> Flash, you're looking a little low on your cocktail over there. I, I know. <laughs> I'm so thirsty, you need Ben. Uh, do you want Ben, you have flash. one job. Oh, you can switch trying to behave. <laughs> She's trying to be it. What's your social? Can we can we reach out? Are you on Instagram? BW808. Oh, okay. Yeah. Brad. I want to make Brad say it himself. He hasn't okay. said a word yet. <laughs> Perfect, Brad. Here you go. It's BW808. All right. Brad's is he BW808. <laughs> What's coming up next week? What? Oh, next week. Yes. We've got Bellator MMA champ. Hopefully, she's still going to be the champ next week. Alima Leigh McFarland is going to be our yes! guest. On the podcast next week, I actually interviewed her in the Star Studio yesterday, and she is definitely in my top five now. She's nice. very cool. <laughs> she will beat you up just for thinking. I it. that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> she's uh she's gonna be uh, competing at the Blaisdell Arena this Saturday, the fifteenth, and uh, defending her flyweight. Oh my gosh, title. This fights here. Yes, at the Blaisdell, she's eight and zero. She's wow. going to be defending her flyweight title, which is 125 pounds. So she's going to be in the studio next week. And our buddy TJ Thompson, who was he's a 5-0 stuntman who was on the show the other day, says she can drink all of us under the table. Oh. Which is why we're having her on after the fight and not before <laughs> because she's in training mode and she wants to drink with us. Okay. Nice. I can make you guys drinks if you want. That's wow. Ben, ben, ben wants to return it out there. <laughs> All right. So if you uh, if you want to sponsor the show, you can email me at flash at iheartmedia.com or just hit me up on Instagram at flashy808. 808. Jesus, can't even say my own Instagram. A at lot of drinks, Flash. You're all liquored of, up, that's why. Like too many Cocker Spaniels. <laughs> <laughs> you can check out our new show every Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Flash posted on his blog at star1019.com uh, or anywhere you consume podcasts, including iHeart or the iTunes app. iTunes. Paula was asking about iTunes earlier. Yes, yeah. we are definitely on the iTunes Wherever app. you search anywhere podcasts, you, you podcast. can get us there. Just search Maleco and Flash. Paula Fuga, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me, you guys. And don't, thanks for the liquor, Ben. <laughs> don't, don't forget Paula Fuga this Sunday, December 16th at the Blue Note 2 show, 630 and 9. You can go to com. who just redid their website today and purchase tickets and get all the info there. Sounds good. Awesome. 
Special mahalo to Tito's for making us funnier. <laughs> and uh, for Naomi Hazelton for being hot. At Pacific Edge Magazine. That's sure fine. <laughs> and uh, look, how do I win my flask cap? I already forgot because I've had too much Tito's. All right, so if you want to win your very own flask cap, which is the new yes. way to enjoy a beverage, doing yes. your favorite activity, here's what you've got to do. Take a picture of you doing something awesome that would be 10 times more awesome if you had a flask cap while you were doing it. So it could be a picture of you hiking Cocoa Head. Yeah. Maybe a picture of you on the beach. Uh, maybe surfing. Maybe if you were on a boat. Ideally... Somewhere where maybe you're not supposed to have the alcohol. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe it wouldn't be the appropriate thing. Yeah. Please don't send a picture of, of you driving. But if you're a passenger, is that okay? If you're riding in a there lift, you go. absolutely. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you if, go. Of you riding in a lift, absolutely. So take a picture of you doing something awesome that would be 10 times more awesome with a flask cap, hiding five ounces of your favorite liquor, where you can mix it up and have a good time. Hashtag Maleco and Flash. Hashtag flask cap. That's, flask cap. Yeah, that's F L A S K A P. If you put those two flash tags or those two hashtags, <laughs> <laughs> I just came up with a new yeah, word for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> flash tags. Put those two hashtags on your post, and uh, we will pick a winner every week to win a flask cap. How dope is that? And if you want to win it, just post it now, and we'll let you know via the Insta. Do it. Hey, that's it. So if you liked what you heard, which which is unlikely, but that's fine. <laughs> but if you did, tell your friends. Yes. How would I tell my friends? How how does this iHeart app podcast thing work? Really, really good. Look up. You see you see those three dots at the top of the screen there on the right? Click that. That's the uh, the okay. share button. Check. Got and it. then you can uh, email it. You can text your friends. You can copy the link. You could post it on social media. Yeah. Just post it on social media. We don't I'll want you to text your friends or email them. We want every we want as many people mm -hmm. to know about this as possible. So yeah. don't be shy. And don't forget to follow us on social. I'm at DJ Maleco. I'm at Flashy808. That's Flashy with two E's. Or I guess if you turn still the, talking. If like, you turn the push up. notifications on on your on your app, then it will automatically tell you. I'm not listening. That there's I've a new show coming up. Left the room. <laughs> no one cares. Oh, I so want to hear more. <laughs> hey! <laughs>